Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, welcome to the Ohio, and this is our Steelers podcast part of the show. And look, they lost. They lost to the Browns. I've got hundreds of Browns friends on Facebook. Thankfully, I haven't gotten harassed. I kind of headed off at the pass. I don't know if you saw it, Joe. I wrote a kind of a, a post talking about my morning podcast, which we briefly talked about the Steelers. And I figured if I addressed it, then people wouldn't be yelling at me about it. So, I don't know if you saw it. I had a gif of um, Festivus where they're yelling, I got a lot of problems with people I want to tell you about. <laughs> and we do. We have a lot of problems with people. What happened yesterday was not acceptable. Right. But it well, did end the season. It's going off topic, so I'll mention really briefly. I had a post talking about I'm a member of the media and uh, yelling murder the media, carving that in – um, doors at the Capitol isn't a good thing. And I had a bunch of family and friends kind of say, well, the media does stink. And I was dealing with that when I was saying, I'm a little bit concerned about dying. And, you know, so I dealt with that. And then Walmart screwed up my online order three different times during the weekend. Then I came home and said, at least the Steelers are favored to win over the Browns. The Browns all have COVID. The Browns haven't practiced. Their coach is isolated. The coach on the sideline, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole deal, yes. all the things that we told all ourselves, we're going to get and all it, kinds of people back. Uh, just right. we, it was, it was a steamroll and waiting to happen. We did and, not and see. Then, and, and don't count this to be game analysis. I mean, we could break down the game analysis to about three or four small parts. I'm not going into every position group and everything else. I don't have the stats in front of me. It doesn't matter. Let me just gripe one thing at first. Al Michaels. I love Al Michaels. Al Michaels is one of the greatest broadcasters of all time. Al Michaels. I don't want to, get, I want to keep his PG rating. But Al Michaels was excited like he never was in his entire life. And I commented this on the text thread that we had going back and forth. Al Michaels was in the crowd. Not in the crowd. He was announcing the Olympics. When the the U.S. ice skating team, ice hockey team, defeated the Russians, and he yelled, "Do you believe in miracles?" at the end of the game, and Al Michaels sounded fifty times more exciting about this game than the "Do you believe in miracles?" game. What was going on, Joe? Well, I'll say this: uh, the the job of being an announcer is a tricky one because there's a certain level of uh, I think over the years, especially the years between when Al Michaels was doing that uh, announcement of the the hockey game way back when to now, there's a there's an element now of having to be a hype man, okay. uh, and it drives us nuts as fans because 
you know, well, especially as Steeler fans, I think, I think uh, I have felt for the years that I've been a Steelers fan that the the uh, the announcers and any sports commentator and whatever of all of the analysis has always been very anti-Steelers. Um, I think there's this respect for it. They always talk about six championships and blah blah blah, but uh, but but is always the next thing that comes out of announcers' mouths. And there's a certain amount of relishment that is taken from the Steelers getting beaten. So those two things combined led to last night's game where Al Michaels and uh, uh, what's the, what's the Collinsworth Collinsworth, both of them uh, just so excited to watch the Steelers get beat, especially when they were not supposed to get beat. Do you think part of it too is, Regardless of what happened, I mean, obviously our our team got nailed and it was very frustrating and annoying. But anytime a game's twenty nothing, like a playoff game after first quarter, they're probably desperately trying to get keep people watching the game. Absolutely. Yes. What, because why would anybody continue? To, it was twenty eight to nothing. That's a final score, right. and that was the end of the first quarter. So yeah, how in the world are you supposed to keep? Millions of audience members. This is the sh- this is the game of the week. This is the game of the weekend. This is the Sunday. This is Sunday night football, and it's twenty eight to nothing at the end of the first quarter. You got to say something. You got to make it seem like a big deal, and you got to hype anything right. that is happening. And, and let's ask some questions about this game. Uh, you know, the offense. You know, that's a whole other story. I mean, Ben. I don't know if Ben's done or not. We could talk about that in a little bit, but. I think you didn't have a running game. You had to throw it a ton of times. And I know the four interceptions lost in the game, but the fact that Ben still completed, like, what, 47 passes over 500 yards, Ben can still throw the football. Now, obviously, you can't make four mistakes. If you throw it 80 times or 10 times, I I get that. But I guess what really surprised me, I mean, I I came in kind of unsure about how Ben was going to operate overall. The defense, I mean, yeah, the Browns have a good running game. The Browns have an up-and-coming offense. I definitely don't look at the Browns like the Chiefs, like in terms of potency or anything else like that. But, and again, I, I understand, too, that some of the turnovers led to Browns scores. It wasn't like the Browns did, you know, eight, you know, 80-yard drives. You know, part of it was because of the turnovers. But did you ever expect – I mean, yeah, it was possible the Steelers could have lost that game but to give up 48 points. I mean, to me, I, I guess that floored me more than anything else, you know? I, I, it would have to floor you. That's un, unbelievable that the Steelers would give up that much. Um, I, not to make excuses for them or anything, but that's what I'm going to do because, oh, because I'm a Steelers fan. Right. Uh, we did in reintroduce a number of major key elements to the defense just this week. That's true. Several people coming off of injury, uh, COVID, uh, the COVID list. Uh, there's just a number of changes that are happening, and and more than a more than the necessary rhythm of an offense. I think the rhythm and the communication of a defense is key, and when you change out a lot of guys. Th- Miscommunications happen, and it left a lot of gaps for, especially for runs by Chubb. Yeah, uh, that's that's a lot of what 
I saw in the game as I'm watching Chubb just churn out these yards and these runs, and they, they there were these gaps that were between, especially the the linebacking core, where he's able to get up to that second level. And you're like, what is going on? It's communication and, and placement, and where is everybody? Uh, what what piece of grass is everybody uh, uh, covering? And he just found seams and and made it made it for much longer runs than probably would have ordinarily happened. And I found myself frustrated because the things that kind of made that Steelers defense good, like Mike Hilton was missing tackles, and yeah, and granted, Mike Hilton's been out for weeks. Well, and granted, Nick Chubb's a good running back. I mean, again, you're not going to make every tackle. I, right. I just well, well, Hilton's been back. He'll miss a couple weeks, but he's been back for about two weeks or so. Um. Terrell Edmonds, who, who's had a solid season. It's, Edmonds didn't look good last night. Um, Minka, I don't necessarily think it was Minka's fault. I think there was some miscommunications. Um, there was one touchdown, I think it was a Harrison Bryant, where Minka threw up his arms like, guys, it sounded like there was a miscommunication. Yeah. Because it looked like Minka got faked out, but in reality, it sounded like Minka didn't know what the other guy was doing, and I'm not sure. I mean, miscommunication. He thought there was cover over on that side, and so he let him go instead of going with him. Yeah, that's yeah, I, the I, kind I, of stuff that happens when when it's not the group of people who've been there right. communicating, and they're just not listening the same way that the guys were last week. Right, and you, know, you brought back Robert Blaine. I, I, I think one of the things that made me hopeful, which obviously I shouldn't have been, was saying, man, you've got some more capable guys coming back. you got more depth and everything. Uh, injuries, though, hit the Steelers. I'll tell you, um, TJ Watt missed a drive. It was kind of weird. I think it was gas. Near, I don't know if you remember that. It was like one of the last Browns touchdown drives. Watt missed half the drive. I'm like, why? you got to come back in the game. But what really hurt the Steelers was Highsmith got knocked out. And you were going to Canisius Marsh, who is interesting. They picked him up as a veteran, but but the Browns just started targeting Marsh all over the place, and it, it just it got tough. It it just was frustrating, and I, I I accept what you're saying. I mean, I think a lot of it was you had guys coming and going, and it's not like Madden football where you can just plug guys in there. Fine, there's a lot of communication back and forth. Fine, right? You know, where's right. this guy going? Or where's that guy going? Still, though, I, I was disappointed that led to 48 points. I mean, I wasn't expecting a shutout last night from the Steelers or anything, but but the fact it led to that much, especially when the Browns didn't have that much preparation. I mean, what you said makes sense. Like a high school basketball score. Like, what's, yeah. what's going on? 48 points. We spotted them 28 points and said, now let's play football for three quarters instead of four. That's just not acceptable. I'm like, I don't. I, I don't care what kind of joke the Browns have been for forever. The entire time they have been a professional football team. And if you spot anybody 28 points and take one quarter out of the game, then it's then it's a, it's too much of a mountain to climb. You just can't get out of a hole like that. I will play the role of Paul. And Paul has a lot to show. Paul's coming back. And Paul had some professional and personal obligations last week and this week. Uh, he's, he's slated to come back next week. So we're out Paul again. But let me play the role of Paul. Paul never has been a fan of Randy Fickner. And I no. got to tell you, what, what's upset me is it's not just the Browns game. It's There's probably six to eight games where we get in holes. And because of Ben and because of – I mean, the Sears have good players on their team, obviously, and they've been able to come back. You think of, like, the Colts. You think of the first Ravens game when they were down and they came back. 
why do we get ourselves in such holes all this time? And then it was funny. Now, now, granted, when the Browns got it big, they gave the Steelers a short pass. So part of it was the Browns were playing a pre-event defense. Still, the Steelers really picked up their offense when they went to this no-huddle offense. I mean, again, part of it, pre-event defense for the Browns that they're using a lot once they got it big. But still, the Steelers started to move the ball. Why did we get in this predictable garbage offense and then say, oh, we're down to 14, now we go to the no-huddle? I mean, I, you know, Pittsburgh can't run the no-huddle 60 games in the season. But I, I, why did we get ourselves in these holes? I, I don't understand what they were doing. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be uh, par for the course, especially this season, that we just come out flat every game. Uh, the first quarter is the worst quarter. I don't know what the stats are, but certainly in this last third of the season, the first quarter has just been miserable. And that's yeah. what that's what yesterday was. So that, that's who we are. We are who we are this season, and that's who we were. Super flat come out, and then we start moving the football. And if we could drop the first quarter and add another quarter on after the fourth, we'd be in, we'd be golden. Right. We, we would, they would hand us the, the championship right now, but that is not, we actually do play the actual first quarter. Unlike uh, it seems that uh, Fickner is preparing his football team for. Uh, you know, when I watched what was happening yesterday, it's like Fickner had listened to all of the commentators. Well, Pittsburgh has to establish the run. Pittsburgh has to establish the run. We need a running game. We need a running game. They were trying so hard for there to be a running game in the first quarter. That's what happened. Uh, I, and then Pouncey launches the ball into space. Like, I don't. I'm not a professional uh, uh, center for a football team, you know, but how does that happen? Like how in the world do you launch a ball that hard? It was not a punt. It was crazy that you yeah. throw the ball that far up and that far back. That's some serious muscle. That's not an accident. What are you doing? He had a pretty good year last year. Um, but one of the main criticisms last year, he had some weird snaps in the shotgun. I, and it, it was enough for people to notice. I mean, you're always going to have a bad one here and there. I mean, they're, they're not perfect. They're human beings. But, sure. man, he had a couple really bad ones last year. This year, overall, he's been good. But, yeah, that first – and that, that sets the tone for the game. Now The game, I, that was it. That was the move well, for the game. That When it was – you couldn't get over it. I was hopeful with the way the Steelers' offense was that they could come back. And, and heck, you know, they did their best to try to come back. I, It was a long shot they were going to all come back all the way and win. But they put themselves into a position. Now, was it a great position? No. But, you know, at least it was a 12-point game instead of an 80-point game, which we were afraid of after the first quarter. I, yeah, I, I didn't get the pouncy thing. Um, offensively, Boy, what do you say about Ben? I mean, 47 completions over 500 yards. It shows he can still throw the ball. Now, again, Browns were in prevent. They gave him some of those. But you don't amass his stats if he can't throw the ball anymore. He can throw the ball. Yeah. I think – and we can talk about more about this week. But it's got to come here because at the end of the game last night, I don't know if you saw the pictures, you know, very emotional. Ben was on the sidelines, 
on the bench sobbing. I mean, he was crying. Uh, he was with his friend Pouncey. Uh, in the past, they've talked about, hey, we're going to go out together. You know, yeah. I don't want to play without my guy and everything else. Well, Pouncey has like a $14 million salary cap it next year. Uh, Ben's got $41 million. Now we've talked about it. It would make sense that Ben would uh, restructure his contract. And it's interesting. It is a $41 million salary cap hit for Ben. He's only making $19 million because they've restructured his contract so many times. It's a $41 million hit, but he's only making $19 million. So it'd be interesting to see if he'd be willing to restructure his contract. I will say this draft, now Steelers are going to be drafting near the end of the draft. There is good, good, good first-round draft picks that are running backs that should be available late round. I would say, unless they find that quarterback they're sure about, get one of those running backs. I think James Conner is okay. I think James Conner could be successful as a change of pace back. If James Conner's willing to come back at a lower rate, I think Connor and a high draft pick could be a great combination. I don't necessarily want to bring a running back in to give him the ball 30 times next year. I'm not sure if Connor comes back for that. But I don't want to be a running game. I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I don't. I think Fitner kind of screwed up by saying, okay, we got to get that running game going. But I want the running game to somewhat complement the passing game. Now, last night, right. throw the running game out because you're down 28. I mean, you can't you know run the ball again. I totally get that. But all throughout the season, the Steelers were comfortable, for whatever reason, it was Connor, Benny Snell, whoever the case might be, not to have a running game. I, I look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs don't run the ball that much, but they, when they run it, they're successful in how they run it. They pick up the first downs they need and everything else. And I, I, I just think if Ben comes back next year, I think that's an effort. Now. We don't know. I think Ben, ben needs that running game. Because what, one of the reasons that made Ben so successful at the beginning of the year he was like a game manager. He didn't need to throw it 40, 50 times a game. But when he threw it, he was doing really well. Now you get to the point where the running game goes completely out the window. And Ben's getting older. And even if Ben was younger, can't give a guy, tell a guy to throw it 60 times a game. I mean, yeah, Ben's good enough that you're still a playoff team. I think you're still a playoff team, even if they play the same way next year. But there's no way to win the Super Bowl next year with that. It's just true. I'm not. I don't know if if uh, the way out or the way into a better running game is a early round uh, running back. That's not the Steelers' way. Um, they pick up those running backs in the in the second, third round, and still end up with a really quality runner and maybe a little bit less uh, drama uh, that didn't quite work with. Uh, Le'Veon. Now he's got his drama in the third string of the Chiefs, but well, uh, I'll just wait. One or, first or second round draft picks. If you draft yeah. somebody at four, it's like Andrew yeah. McFarland. I think McFarland's got some stuff he could show, but McFarland definitely wasn't drafted to be a, no. a main carrier by any means. Don't go for the fourth round pick. You gotta go first or second. Same thing with a quarterback. I don't know if quarterbacks gonna be available. I see some mock drafts of quarterbacks are going really high. I mean, you have to trade up the game as quarterbacks. Which There's a lot of the people who are at the top of the list on the on the uh, in the picking order that they have some desperate need at, at quarterback. Right. We will have a desperate need at quarterback, but not we're not in uh, we're not in Jacksonville territory with well, how, how bad they need a quarterback. Yeah, and there is some people who even say maybe Mason Rudolph is a bridge 
quarterback. So, you know, say Ben would retire this year. You know, Mason could be that quarterback for a year, maybe bringing somebody else to see if it helps. I don't know if that's the answer. I, I just don't know if you just say, screw it, man. We got to draft up because we need a quarterback. Now, if you think that – if you know who that guy is and you want to draft him, great. Devin Bush. They traded up to get Devin Bush. You know, he was great. If you know you've got the guy, but don't reach and, and try. Uh, I, I don't know where Ben's head's at. I mean, I heard the press conference of him last night. Uh, very not Camille. And, hey, Ben's a man of faith. Yeah. I love that with Ben. Um I honestly don't think it's just a question of are the Steelers good enough to win again or am I good enough? He's got to talk to his family. I think family plays a role in his life. He might just say, hey, I love playing football, but there's more life than football. So, I, I mean, I think there's a bunch going into that. It had nothing to do even with the game last night. Um, I, I mean, I'm worried about Ben, but I'm worried about you've got to give people more tools. you got to give somebody you lean on the right. Even if it's not 30 carries game, somebody could lean on. and Because I, I don't think James Conner comes back next year, to be honest. I think somebody's going to give him enough money if Sears can't match. He's, you know, he's going to go. Or won't want to. Uh, you know, there's there's going to be a there's there's going to be a, a line somewhere in a, in someone's pocketbook that they're like, if I've got to pay that much for, for James Conner, I'm just not going to pay, pay it. He didn't pay out this season in a way that somebody's going to that the Steelers are going to throw money at him. They don't throw money at anybody. They they don't throw money at their top receivers. They get another one and they make another top receiver. And that's just the way that the Steelers are, that's the way they operate. So they're definitely not paying out for James Conner. They win a Super Bowl, James Conner gets MVP, then they may throw throw a little bit of extra money at him, but not the way that this happened. The guy had multiple games where he didn't even top 50 yards. Right, you don't throw money at that guy, right? And, but and I also think that that the running game uh, a big factor in what they need to to solve. Not only is it needing a guy who is carrying the ball, but they've got to address issues on their O line. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they they have to reestablish that O line. If if Derek Watt couldn't get that four and one in the first fourth and one in the first quarter, they got one of them, and then they tried to do it again, again. Be trying to be predictable, like just keep handing it to that guy who who that was his first positive yards for the season. Let's try that again. I think that was for carry. Now and now let's try it again. They'll never see that coming. Gosh, I you know, offensive coordinator is the first thing we got to fix. So it, it that was hugely disappointing for this season, and I don't I don't see it lasting. I don't think there's anything to build off of there. I think he needs to go, and we need to find somebody else. So if you're the Steelers, do you try to restructure Ben's contract? I mean, I, I think that's got to be – because I they don't have the cap to just go out and get – like people talk about trading for Deshaun Watson. With what? I, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, you have talent. But, I mean, okay, you're giving up humongous grades of talent or humongous grades of traffic. You're not getting Deshaun Watson for middle round traffic. So, I mean, that's not going to no. happen. I, I think realistically, with the Steelers being under a solid cap, I, I say you try to restructure Ben, and he, he's your bridge quarterback for a year or two. And Ben could be great next year. I'm not saying Ben's a shell of his former self. I, I'm just saying I think even a Ben at 70% of where he was is better than somebody you bring him off the street. And then you really sit there and say – You think okay, that's better than Mason? 
Here's one thing that bothered me last time. I don't think ben, Mason's better than Ben right now, but when you're down 28 to nothing and Mason had success against the Browns, why don't you try Mason? No, no. Ben, you're not making great out. decisions as, as an offensive coordinator? I don't know. I mean, well, now, now, now Ben came back at least with his throwing. And, and Grant, the four picks is the big stat line from last night. Not the five hundred yards three or four, but I, boy, it's tough. I, I saw some stats that bugged me. Um, at the beginning of the game, they showed a uh, stat line of Ben over the playoffs. 30 touchdowns, 24 interceptions. That's not too great. No, that's <laughs> not good. Um, saw a stat line: Mike Tomlin six and five in the playoffs. Not great. Okay, but here's the thing about the playoffs: like, uh, I, I think every, almost isn't everybody's like stat line in the in the playoffs bad unless you're uh, unless you play for New England. Like you always end up you lose every year. Like. Well, that's, I, I, that's the last game of the season. You lose, except for well, one person every year. Well, I want good conspiracy theory because I heard another stat that kind of threw me off. I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard this. I'm, I'm assuming this is the case. Steelers have had three playoff wins in the last 10 years. Now, hey, I think highly of Ben Roethlisberger. I think Ben's going to end up in camp with a gold jacket uh, because I think Ben's been good. I think he's good enough to make it. He's won two Super Bowls and everything else. The only thing that keeps me back from being a, oh, my gosh, Ben's the greatest quarterback of all time, is with his skill set and with some of the guys that have been around him, I know A.B. and Le'Veon were head cases and everything else, but you had Ben, you had Le'Veon, you had A.B. And and I'm kind of thinking, I know the defense wasn't that great back then, but I kind of think with Ben and with the guys he had, are we going to look back at where it was a really productive career for Ben? Ben was great. I, I mean, having Ben was better than having the crap we had before Ben. So I'm not pointing the finger at Ben, but I'm kind of like, couldn't we've had more of what we've had? Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm not saying he's yes, had more. But but I, I those, were also the, those were also the years where we couldn't have, have stopped a, a, a team from the Boy right. Scouts. Um, and so, yeah. They had all these amazing years where they had tons of yards and uh, uh, tons of rushing, and and we had a good, really solid O line, and and the offensive side of the ball was going fantastic. We didn't have Figner as enough offensive coordinator, um, but we were really challenged on defense, and we had to play that way because everybody was rolling on our defense, okay. and so then we started stepping up some defense. Um, Look, you know, it was that era right after. Uh, Harrison and and Palomalu and a lot of those guys were finally you know rotating out and retiring, and just that gap between those guys and now that we have people like Minka and Devin Bush and uh, some of these other guys who are holding our defense down, uh, yeah, there was a gap there where we just let a lot go. I also feel like there was a couple of years there where the offense was so good that we would make it into the playoffs and lose the first round because the defense was so bad. And so that starts adding into the stat line for, for Tomlin when we have a terrible defense that we probably didn't have any business being in the playoffs, but the offense was so good that they carried us in and defense wins championships. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and, and you're right. And maybe I think that was one of the disappointments for Ben. And I really didn't look at him crying at the end of the game last night. It's okay. He's definitely retired. I think it's part of his frustration was they had good offense. They had good defense. Everything came together at the right time. Well, you're right. There were some years where I think back to his first Super Bowl win, the offense wasn't really that great that year. It was just a great defense. Yes. Um, I think probably the closest they had to a more complete team was when they beat the Cardinals because their offense was good and, and they had a better defense. Mm-hmm. Um, it was starting to fall a little bit off, but overall it, it was good. Um, and I think Ben was kind of looking at this thing, man, you know, we had a good offense going and definitely we had a good defense cooking. Hey, I, I just think, man, they were a good team, but it, it felt a little fraudulent. You know what I mean? Um, you know, even when they were 11 you know, it wasn't a perfect team. And I, I think just things happened. You know, they had that weird stretch when they played, what was it, like 12, three games in 12 days or some weird thing. That yeah, didn't help matters. Um, injuries. And it's not an excuse. You should put me next to me or not. But, man, Devin Bush was out. I mean, and that, good night, that was the guy that really propelled your defense last year. You didn't have him. Uh, Bud Dupree, you didn't have him. And it just was tough. Well, yeah, when you talk about guys who need to get paid and need to come back, Devin Bush is probably number one on my right. list. Right. I think he's well, worth paying. I think I think you missed him this year. I think you had him this year. The the end of this season looks very different. Um, well, I, I think he's the good a guy thing is that's it, worth paying to keep around. Yeah, and I think the good thing is you're a year or two away from having to make that decision. I think he's under club control for a year or two. I oh, think- he is? I thought I thought he was I done at the end of this so. year. There was a lot of there was a lot of speculation as to whether or not we'd see him in a Steelers uniform again, just because it was at the end of a. Well, no, I, I think I, I think he I think he got pushed under control. I, I, I think next year I think he got pushed under control for two years. I think next year's year you're going to really have to start thinking about T.J. Watt uh, because oh you got to keep T.J. Watt right right and now you need to yes the only thing though is. Yes. <laughs> don't go super, super crazy because no, you don't have you to go completely insane. Right. But, but but he's a guy that you keep over no, like right. an argument about whether or not we keep James Conner. Like right. no, there's other James right. Conners out there, and there's probably two or three of them in the draft. But we'll, we'll probably for, even do better. Well, free agency starts uh, March 17th. I believe the draft is still in April, so we, we got some time to talk about before that. What? And, hopefully, and hopefully Ben makes a decision before that. I don't want yeah. him to go. I don't want him to go. I don't want Pouncey to go. Uh, sentimental, whatever, you know, and I don't think either of them are necessarily have to be done, but I also don't think they have to stick around. I think huh. if it's time to move on, let him, let's move on. Um, well, and I'd like to see uh, if Ben's going to make that decision to make it early so that they can, they still can make, a trade for Deshaun Watson or make a decision on a couple of the other guys who've been released. Uh, who you're not getting, you're not getting Deshaun Watson. Hey, I mean. hey, I, but you can't do it while you still have Ben. You definitely right. can't do that. So then you have to can start looking at the pieces if Ben makes that decision earlier rather than later. And I think he will because I think he's a good man. And, and a good player and a good part of the Steelers organization. So he's not going to like wait till the last second and then screw the Steelers over. He's not going to do that. I, but, I, don't see, I don't really see Ben going anywhere else unless like the Steelers I don't see him going anywhere else other yeah. than home. Like yeah. it, if he decides to go home, 
I almost would like to see uh, Ben transition straight into uh, coaching. Offense coordinator. How about that? Maybe not OC, but even just quarterback coach would be nice. Although, yeah. if he goes straight from playing this year to trying to coach it next year, there's going to be too many stupid Steeler fans <laughs> out there who are going to be like, bring Ben back. Put a put a uniform. Oh, on. there you go. Yeah. Yeah, and Mason starts a quarterback and Mason struggles. Ben just puts the helmet on. Why not? He's still, have, he's still wearing the suit and tie, but he's out there yeah. with a helmet on and just going at it. And you wouldn't have to pay him, what, $20 million a year? You know, you probably could sign him for maybe a million or a little bit less. So you got Ben coming back a million. That would be genius. Genius. Be great. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it would be interesting. I, I kind of wonder, though, if he – Gets away. I wonder if he wants to get away. Period. I mean, I he, he has a pretty good relationship with the Steelers and the players there, but sometimes, you know, you don't want to just stay on to be the quarterback coach or offensive coordinator. I think sometimes you just you want to get away. And he's got a good relationship with his family. I, I never used to be a huge Big Ben guy, but um, I like the fact that Big Ben found faith. It's really grounded him. Um, Paul, <laughs> called you Paul, Joe. <laughs> um, you got to watch that Big Ben documentary. Did you see that with him coming back from his injury? No, I didn't see it. Yeah, it's um, more than the game or more than the injury or something. Yeah, it's on YouTube. They upload it as a four-part documentary. Uh, kind of a lot of looking at his faith journey, uh, looking at kind of what he went through last year as he was watching the team play with Allen and everything. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Very impressed by Big Ben, so. All right, well, here's what we're going to do. Um, you know, Paul and Joe are going to stay on. Jeez, um, I wish the season was continuing. I hate to say it. Now it's the sewer season's over. It just breaks my heart to say that. But, oh, well, it's it's life. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about some other stuff as time goes on. But next week, uh, the three of us will be talking Steelers as we kind of do a end-of-the-year wrap-up type deal. Um we probably should answer this question because this might get determined before next week. Do you have either a prediction or how you would do it? Uh, because I'm assuming we might be making some coaching decisions by next week. Um, you look at the big three, Tomlin, Fickner, and, um, oh, boy. Cam's a good defense coordinator's name right now. Um <laughs> when you give up 48 points, I forget your D- DC's name. Uh, what, what an awful team. What, just, <laughs> if you become a patron, I might post our patron of our conversation back and forth last night during the game. I mean, it wasn't profane. It just was very frustrating. He's yeah. baller. I'm sorry. Oh, my, my, my brain went kafui because of how horrible they were. Um, yeah, so what's your prediction? Uh, you already said fake news. I get rid of him. Uh, you think Butler comes back? Or do they bring I Butler see, back? I don't see why not. I don't see why not. I, I, I wasn't... I wasn't I, don't, I don't feel like there were major mental lapses in the way that we were playing defense against most teams for most of the year. I think, you know, we let 48 happen yesterday and yeah, that isn't good, but we also started off with our, you know, with, we, uh, with that crazy uh, giving up a touchdown right away and four uh, interceptions, what are you supposed to do as a defense? Well, the Brents is a good field position too, based on some of the other turnovers. Yeah. So, 
Um, and I wonder too. You, it's happened when you replace both coordinators, but sometimes it's hard continuity-wise. We're replacing two coordinators in one year and, and doing that. Is there, to prioritize those. I think Fignier going is the is the priority there. We love Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. Still, but does it even how I'm, bad this was? It doesn't negate that it's yet another winning season of Florida Pittsburgh. Is there any chance to say, "Hey, let's do something different"? No, no. I just don't think so. I don't. I don't think that is historically the Steeler way. I don't think right. it's necessary to do it. We're still winning. We still have winning seasons. I, you know, I, I almost feel like he's won so much, you know, we could almost spot him a losing season. Well, but it still question. hasn't happened. But <laughs> well, and the I, other question I have is, how do you actually make that work? Like in terms of. You almost have to sit there and say, this guy is going to be a better coach than Mike Tomlin. So let's bring him in. We know this guy. I don't know who that guy is. I mean, you can't just say, okay, Tomlin's on his course. Let's go find somebody else. You almost have to say, and I'm not saying Lincoln Riley, but, you know, the Oklahoma coach, I've heard him rumored in the past when Tomlin had a bad year. They said, oh, bring Lincoln Riley and be good. You know, Lincoln Riley is a high regard offensive name. But I, I can't guarantee you Lincoln Riley's the answer. I mean, maybe he is. I don't know. I, so, I, in my opinion, if they would ever get rid of Tomlin right now, they would almost have to do it from an aspect of saying, whoa, this guy's available. This guy's impressive. This guy looks good. I think we can make a go of it. We were replacing with this guy. And so, I can't think of who this guy is. No. You know what I mean? I also think uh, that um, – we as fans tend to look at what's happening on the field and that's the, the entire scope of we, whether or not we think someone needs to go. Right. Uh, and I think that there's always, always a behind the scenes backstage person to person, you know, way of uh, involving, you know, creating community and creating an atmosphere behind the scenes that we can't assess. And I right. think it's the people who have lost the uh, the faith of the players, people who've lost the faith of the front of the of the organization. Uh, if that environment isn't cultivated and and kept going well, that's when you see uh, those head coaches go. And for better or worse, Steelers operate probably more like a family than most organizations. And 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 Tomlin's our guy. Uh, this is the environment that is his, and it might not be perfect, but we also know how to win with the environment that Mike Tomlin brings. It's not the environment that someone else is. Someone was just talking about, I think it was, may have even been Stephen A., uh, was just talking about how the Steelers are not really a buttoned-up team. There are those teams that are buttoned up. They come in, they 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 fulfill all of their requirements and responsibilities. Uh, they're a professional team. They come in and just all of the P's and Q's. You know, they're all they're all done. And that has never been a Steelers team under uh, under Mike Tomlin. That's not the way he coaches. He doesn't coach you. You know, all the way up your nose. He says, "This is what I need you to do. Go out and do it." And you either do it or you don't. And if you don't, then you get replaced. But uh, I, think, I agree with that. I think the only thing that bugs me is 
The last night's game reminded me a lot of the Jacksonville game, where it was a divisional playoff round, expected to beat Jacksonville. Jacksonville ends up winning game 45-42, where they jump out to big lead. The Steelers fight back, and they had chances of winning, and they didn't do it. I, I You know, some of the trolls out there were like, man, they're playing like they want their coach to get fired. I don't think Tomlin should get fired. I just was very disappointed with the fact that the Browns didn't practice at all, pretty much, and they were soon to be more prepared for the Steelers and Tomlin was. One other thing before we go on this part of the podcast, um, Juju made some news. He had a good game last night, but he made some news during the week saying the Browns is the Browns. You know, they do what they do, and that's why they're the Browns. Well, apparently the Browns took that. It kind of, um, what do you call it, motivated them. And then Browns yeah. ran off the field last night yelling, the Browns is the Browns, the Browns is the Browns. Uh, you know, we're men. We're professional. Juju's a man. I know some of these guys are in their lower 20s. Yeah, Juju's got to watch what he says. But if – like, I, it's weird to say that trash talk is doomed to Steelers. I mean, the Steelers can still win the game on the field. I, I, I know a lot of people are saying Juju is, you know, not good for doing that. But whatever. I mean, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal either way. I don't really think it is either. Yeah, that's part of the the war of words. And yeah, there's there's motivation to be found in somebody else dismissing you. Sure. But what's ironic about that statement is if it took Juju making that statement to make you step up and prove that statement wrong, then he was right about you in the first place. Right. And for what it's worth... He was right, and if it used you used it to change who you are, then you aren't the Browns anymore. Like you know what I'm saying? They that's who they've been, right? And that's that isn't was an accurate statement. So good on them for changing that environment and changing the view of them. But it was 100 percent accurate. And if you needed that statement to change who you were, then you were who he said you were. And for what it's worth, you know, like you said, they, they haven't won in Pittsburgh in a long time. They haven't won a playoff long game time. for a long time. So long. that is the definition of what you just said. Right. And, hey, the Browns played well last night. The Steelers didn't. Um, yes, they had injuries, but, you know, they're not deep enough to step up. So right. it happened. And, uh, hey. and now that monkey is off their back, great. Have fun in Kansas City. Yeah. Because it's about to get some serious ugly. What, what's the over under on Tyreek Hill receiving yards if Juju has 150 like he did last night? 450? Because, I mean, because I'll tell you what, when we were just talking about teams that are a little bit more buttoned up, Kansas City is one of those. They execute and they execute hard and they execute early. And they're not going to spot them 28 points in the first quarter. Well, so we're, we're looking at Mahomes dropping another 500-yard well, game on the, on the, well, on the Browns, well, and they're not going to spot him 28 points. I'll correct it. Look at how they won the Super Bowl last year. They spotted teams big leads in the playoffs when they came back because their offense is extremely potent. If you remember, Tennessee got up on – it wasn't by 28, but I think they were up by 20-21, and they came roaring back. And, on uh, geez, what was the team? Houston, yeah. When the Houston Texans were a good team, I think that's the kind of put them in a tailspin that led them to trade everybody. But remember, Houston was up by a lot. Kansas City came back and won. I mean, Kansas City's got the offense. They can put 30 on the end of the quarter, like nothing. 
I mean, the Browns did it because the Steelers are a turnover machine. Kansas City can do it because they can just do it on their own. They don't need to turn the ball over. It's not so. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back with the Steelers part next week. Uh, we hope to have the great Paul Yancheck back. And I, I can tell you, Paul's raring to go. He, you know, Paul's still watching the Steelers. He's fired up, but he may spend the entire time just yelling about firing Fickner. So yes, yes, Paul was a grumpy man last night. <laughs> just because you haven't seen him doesn't mean he's gone soft or he doesn't care anymore. No, Paul uh, was on their chat. Paul was instrumental. Paul had to talk me off the ledge. I was yelling about how they should bulldoze the stadium and yeah, uh, trade we everybody were, and, we were, and move the team. And Paul's like, relax. Yes, and I'm like, no. Moving the team and yes. getting getting an expansion team. Uh, uh, that's yeah. probably too far. That's probably too far. Yes. Yeah, and don't judge. And no jokes about recent national tragedies. I learned that the hard way last night. So just not, not good. Yeah, that's too soon. Right. But, but, hey, if you become a Patreon and you give us lots of money, hey, I'll release the chat. It's fine. I I can be biased. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. We'll be back. Um, Coast Steelers, I guess. I don't know. It's rough. Have a good one. <laughs>